Welcome to the main course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. And today we're back talking about franchising and a really growing, young, uh, unique franchise um, that you may have heard about from a little TV show called Shark Tank. Um, and that's Cup Bop. And with me today is Doc Kwan, who is the COO of Cup Bop. And he's here to tell us the history, how he kind of pivoted his career um, to get into the restaurant industry at one point. Um, um, so welcome, Doc. Um, for first, tell me about the Cup Bop concept um, and how you kind of started from a food truck into, you know, where you are now. Yep. Um, the Cup Bop concept, uh, in a nutshell, would be uh, Korean barbecue in a cup. Um, you know, every cup, you know, we have rice, cabbage, um, sweet potato noodles, and the protein of, you know, the customer's choice with our special sauce ranging from spice level one to 10. Um, in a nutshell, that's kind of what um, our, our, our concept is. And, you know, we did start from a food truck um, in 2013 in Salt Lake City, Utah, um, before kind of the food truck boom really came. I think Cup Up was one of the kind of the first few truck food trucks that were around. Um, and, you know, it's been, it's crazy that it's already been 10 years. And my first exposure actually to Cup Up was as a customer, um, one of their very first customers. But um, now we are, um, as of today, 47 stores um, in the U.S. Uh, we actually have a lot of stores in Indonesia, funny enough. We have about 160 stores out in Indonesia. Um, we actually just had our first opening in Bali. So I got to go there. A couple weeks ago um but yeah it's been an incredible journey um and we've grown from food truck to where we are and i think the most unique thing is that we've we've been able to grow organically with our own cash flow <laughs> um which hasn't been easy but um i think that's that's been a testament to kind of just the the uniqueness and the resiliency of our brand especially you know having having to go through covid um, in, in, in the recent years. And so, yeah, we are, we're, we're having a lot of fun. Um, we're growing, our brand is getting more recognition. Um, we have a very strong fan base that follows us around everywhere, um, which we really appreciate our cup boppers. Um, and so, yeah, that's just a brief kind of, um, um, overview of our concept. So when you go into a store, what are your go-to menu items? Oh, my favorite is, so I definitely go for the combo, Bob, where you get to choose two proteins. Um, I generally go the spicy pork and the rock bop, which is the uh, Korean tangy chicken is the rock bop, um, Korean fried tangy chicken um, with the sauce level of 7.5. Um, that is that is absolutely my go-to. Is that hot or yeah, kind of in between? Or it sounds like it would be a little sure. hot, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it goes from one to 10, 10 being very hot to one, you know, we call it baby spice, you know, um, and seven and a half is, yep, yeah, you get, you get decent amount of spice, but Koreans are all about, you know, spicy food. And so it hits the spot for me. So you talked about the cup boppers. So how, who is your customer and how do you kind of get them to become a cup bopper? Great question. And I think, you know, for the longest time, it has just been word of mouth and uh, just the truck 
just generated a lot of buzz in the area. Um, and I remember, you know, I used to be a customer. This truck would come around once a week, every Wednesday, into Salt Lake City Galvin Center. And there would be, oh, man, just this line out the door, 100 people lining up. And, you know, I think that generated a lot of buzz. Um, and I think part of it has been just our fun brand. Um, we're very differentiated just in, in the color of our, our, our brand. We're just a very fun, you know, energetic, a little bit crazy brand, you know, and, and, and you could probably see that if you go onto our TikTok account, um, you know, a lot, not a lot of, you know, restaurant concepts run a TikTok account like, like we do. Um, and, and I think it's a combination of food, the experience and, and, and just, you know, it's really the fundamentals and the basics. And we have a fun brand that people have really grown to love. Um, Shark Tank exposure absolutely helped to bring in new people who, who've never tried our food for the first time. And, and that's absolutely been um, very helpful. Um, and yeah, we've been, we've been very fortunate to continue to retain a lot of these new customers and have more cup offers every day. So. so how important has social media been in promoting the brand and helping things grow? Oh, crucial, crucial. Um, because look, uh, you know, we've never really taken an investment at the corporate level. So we've never up until maybe last year, never really had a marketing budget. Um, so everything we had, we, we did had to go very far, um, with minimum dollars and, and social media is a perfect way to do it. Um, because we get to essentially do it at almost no cost, just ideas that we come up with and we have an iPhone and we're on the go. Right. And so I think it has been absolutely crucial. Um, we started our TikTok account last year, for example, um, January of last year, and it's been a huge focus of ours. I think we've our 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 you know followers now we have about 660,000 followers within a year and on that account um since inception last year I think we've generated almost 100 million views on the account and so you know is specific conversion rates obviously things like that we don't know but as far as getting our name out there and having people recognize us I I think it it's played a, a crucial crucial part in our history Speaking about name recognition, as you mentioned, you were on Shark Tank. Um, so um, what was the process and I guess the thought process of let's go do this. This will be good for us. Um, and, and, you know, and I'll tell me what, you know, what the experience was like. And, you know, I was I was, uh, you know, struck by the fact that, you know, you guys went on there and, you know, and you performed, you know, to to really, you know, talk about your brand. Um, but all of the sharks were interested in you, which really isn't necessarily something that always happens on that show. But they were very they all were impressed and wanted to get into business with you and were taken by your passion. Um, so, you know, why why did you want to go on and do that in the first place? Great question. So. You know, um, so my background, I used to be, I, I was on Wall Street for a number of years, about seven years um, from, you know, working at a big investment bank to to working as an investor at a hedge fund. And, you know, one question that I always ask um, the CEOs of companies that I used to invest in is, hey, what keeps you up at night? What's that one thing? What's your fear, um, your biggest worry? 
Um, and if I were to, at that time, if I were to ask myself that question, the answer was, okay, somebody comes, copies our concept, very similar food, branding, everything. They go out, raise 50 to $100 million because the, and, and that's assuming the person has that capability to do that. And they roll out 500 stores really quickly. And all of a sudden they become the first mover in the category, right? And so that was always my, you know, you know, biggest fear that kept me up at night is that somehow we need to cement ourselves, get our exposure out there and let people know that, hey, we're the first ones growing right now. And, 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 and we've done it from a food truck, tell our story, you know, even when that next player, people could recognize, hey, kappa, these guys are the first ones, right? Um, and I was talking to our founder and CEO, Jung, about this. Man, we got to somehow cement ourselves as this first mover because this is my biggest fear. And he just laughed and said, oh, that's easy. I have a solution. I was like, what's the solution? Let's get on Shark Tank. I was like, Shark Tank? Huh. And then I thought about it for a second. And I was like, I don't know how hard it, it is to get in. I'm sure it's extremely hard. But if we could, that would be unbelievable. And so that right at that moment, we started um, um, looking for, you know, um, on Google, how to get on, how to get on Shark Tank. And we found uh, uh, the, the main website, the first application. We just filled it out. It was like the first application is only like three questions, which is crazy. So I thought, is this even the real thing? Because it's only asking us three questions, but it looked like it was. And so we, um, we, we submitted it. And a few months later, we got a call from them. <laughs> and, you know, the rest is history. What do you think has happened because of it? Has has it lived up to those expectations in terms of, um, you know, bringing awareness and, you know, are people stopping and saying, hey, I saw you guys on Shark Tank? Is, is all of that stuff kind of happening? Absolutely. I think on the exposure side, I think it has been absolutely helpful. Um, did we, as a business, just from, let's say, sales perspective, um, it has been helpful. Um, did we benefit? you know, as much as perhaps, you know, other businesses like e-commerce? No, the answer is probably not, not to that extent, just because, you know, we're, we're now in six states, but we're confined to six states and these geographical areas, whereas, you know, an e-commerce business, all of a sudden you can ship worldwide, whatever, right? And so just from pure sales standpoint, has it been, you know, a, a crazy helpful um, no, not to that extent, but I think the exposure has been, um, very wide, um, and people definitely have seen us and, and, and there are times where, you know, I see people and say, Hey, I saw you on Shark Tank. Um, and, and, and so it, it has absolutely been a game changer. I do. I firmly believe. So you mentioned competition. So is there competition in your space right now? Um, is there anybody who's kind of doing what you're doing and how do you think you guys compare um there are definitely copycats popping up that i that that i've seen um people uh, uh the concept because this concept we are our, our founder created um in the u.s we were the very first ones <laughs> with this concept um and so to at our scale right now is anybody doing it at our scale? not that i 
Um, we're, we're, and, and, and that's where a lot of the excitement really is because, I mean, forget just even Korea. Asian concepts in general are very underpenetrated, right? Even, I would say, even in the top 100 QSR, Panda's probably still the only one, right? And so I think um, versus kind of that secular demand growth that we're seeing for Asian brands. And so um, I think we, we're in a very good to be that um, first mover, and we are the first mover to be able to really take that market. Um, and part of it, create the market in a sense because our concept is very different um but you know we we believe in you know the 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 brand the food the service um and i think our our kind of how we've performed over the last 10 years you know surviving from a food truck to where we're now has been a strong testament to 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 our brand and so yeah we're excited and 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 for me, if we have mom and pops popping up here and there, I wish them all very well. Because in a way, look, they're creating the category for all of us, right? And and it's it's because there's a lot more market growth <laughs> that needs to come in the first place. And so I'm not worried about, look, I want them to do well. We'll do our best. And together we can create a much bigger pie together. Um, and so, you know, I... I I feel very good about, you know, our position right now. So what are some of those elements that make Cupbop scalable and franchisable um, so that, you know, if, if anybody who is a potential, you know, wants to partner with you, what are the things that will say, hey, this is something that's going to work in our area? Yeah, I think I think there there are a few few aspects. Um, I think it number one, it comes down to simplicity of operations. Um, because the food business is all about, you know, it's a very high fixed cost business, right? With rent and labor being essentially fixed. And so if you have even higher fixed costs, you're already starting almost a losing battle. It's very difficult to get to break even. Um, our advantage really comes from the fact that we, we started from a, that's that's right, our roots, right? right? Yeah. And and we all know how big a food truck is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so number one, we don't need a lot of space. Um we can we can operate out of smaller spaces, right? Than our competition. Um and when you when we operate out of a smaller space, that also means that we don't need as many people generally, um, which cuts down on our fixed cost um overall. Um, and our operations itself in operating the rest is our, our mantra is simplicity. Um, and so we've, we've deliberately, very deliberately created a brand that is very simple to operate. And that's honestly how we've been able to survive through COVID. Um, you know, we've had through COVID when, when, you know, a lot of these malls were shut down and we do delivery, this and that we could really in our stores and still be able to operate um, pretty effectively. And so simplicity and operation, small footprint. Um, those are two, um, I guess, business model-wise, what differentiates, I think, us from some, some of our competition. Um, but I think the most important for us, and that, that's what really makes us scalable, but our, our, our biggest competitive advantage is I think just in the brand itself 
um, our, our, our unique brand, right? People will copy our food. People can copy operations, right? That's, that's, people can copy processes. Um, but what they will not be able to copy is, is the brand that we have and, and that we've built over the 10 years, the fun, energetic, unique color that we have. And so I think you combine all of those three things. Um, it becomes a, a, a very. So what are you looking for in a franchisee partner? Yeah, we, it, we, um, that's a great question because we've held off on franchising, um, intentionally, you know, us being a Korean brand and, and, you know, we, we, we were very fortunate to have early in our day, um, a, a major broadcasting station from Korea do a documentary on this crazy food truck in Utah. And it went completely viral in Korea. And so people, even though we don't have any stores there, in Koreans and Korean Americans in the U.S. Um, got to got to know about Cup Up, and we've, had, I'll tell you, no shortage of franchise inquiries. We pro- we have thousands of franchise inquiries sitting in our inbox um, over the years, and I, you know, there's and it's not easy to resist the temptation of hey, let's go grow, um, but it's always been. We store count isn't the most important thing for me. Um, that's absolutely actually the last thing that that I look at. Um, and you know when I'm when I'm together with my ops team um, every week with our ops meeting, the one thing that I always remind our team is if we're not if our if our core metrics are not going in the right directions, we're going to stop growing. I will stop store count. I have no problem. Um, stopping store count because that's that's not where the magic happens, right? The store count you can get with money, which money is commodity, right? What people can't get, the inherent demand that our stores draw, right? Um, and so, you know, we've 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 held that off on purpose, and finally, I think we're at a place where we've proved out our concept, right? We have we have a lot of store, um, corporate stores that are they're performing well, and even with opening our franchise program, we will continue to build our corporate stores um, because they've been very good for us. Um, And so to your question of what partners are we looking at, um, number one, we're looking at, we will be um, more more exclusively looking to work with multi-unit developers. Um, Part of it is just that it gets very hard for us to manage the brand. Um, if we have, you know, a thousand different um, um, franchisees when we can perhaps operate with a hundred of them, right? Um, and, and, and number one trait is operations experience because I think, I think that, that, that is everything. And so people with a lot of operations experience in, in, the, in the food segment, um, preferably QSR. Um, that that would be an ideal partner. And I think, you know, obviously on top of that, it needs to be somebody who really believes and, and shares our vision of our, of our brand. Um, and, our, and, our, and our vision is really to become that first um, Korean-inspired national QSR brand in the, in the U.S. That, that really is, is a goal that we have. And I, I think we would be Personally, I would be doing this brand a disservice if we don't get there, because the brand 
can absolutely get there. And and if we don't get there, it's going to be because of my shortfalls and, and our team shortfalls, not because of the brand. And so, you know, people, with, you know, partners with great operational experience and people who who can share our vision, really, and are in it for the long term, as we will be committed to them, you know, for the long term as well. Now, are you looking in particular regions, particular states where you feel that, you know, there there is a more of a groundswell where people uh, will be, you know, say, hey, I really want this? Yeah. So our strategy so far has been since we've grown, we've started in Utah, we've, we've kind of grown um, into neighboring states um, uh, of Utah. So we, we do, we, we're in Idaho, we're in Colorado, um, we're in Nevada. Uh, we're in um, Arizona. Um, now we're in Oklahoma as well. And we started really making our move to the south last year. Um, and we're getting into Texas this year as well. And so kind of our focus, at least at this moment, is middle of the country and the south. Um, and we'll continue to kind of look to branch out that way. Now, we've kind of t- I, th- I think you've talked about this, um, particularly in reasons for not franchising. Um because you know when you franchise you kind of give up a lot of control because you're you're hoping that you get these people who feel the same way that you do and who are going to be as responsible as you are so you know as you grow what what do you put in place to kind of balance that quality control yeah and and a great question and that's part of what has taken us so long to start franchising um because i would never i would never want to be able to I would never want to open a franchise model and put our franchisee at risk because we're not ready, right? The corporate office is not ready um, to support them, right? As far as training goes, supply chain goes, right? And and over really the last three years, that's where most of our focus has been, has been getting this brand ready to scale, um, and the, and the and the and the reason I feel um, very strongly that we're now able to execute it is number one we have fifty stores that we're operating across six different states that are uh, continuing to show very strong performance um, and so are we perfect no um, but we're continuing to improve every day um, we continue to uh, bring on rock star team members that will help us um, achieve our vision together. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it, for me, it really comes down to training and supply chain and solving those, um, and marketing. I I do think our, our, our marketing team is world-class. I have no doubt about that. And so, you know, putting those three things together, which I think we have the ability to do so now, um, will, will go a long way in helping our franchise be, you know, franchisees be very successful. So what kind of role is technology playing in all of this? Big, big. Yeah, that's a huge focus of ours, and and that's something that um, I pay a lot of attention to. Um, you know, and we have an operations services team that is always on the lookout for new technologies, right? So, you know, we are testing, we're testing uh, uh, new things all the time. Um, so, for for example, we have we we work we have a couple internal software engineers, not typical for for a qsr brand um and we do that um to stay on on top of tech we want to because our brand is so unique we want to be able to own the experience the customer experience as much as we can 
right? So our 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 Cupop app, right? That's being internally developed, and that is um, that is slated to um, really be fully operational Q4 this year. Um, and and we're doing it. We're, it's a tougher route. It's it's, and and. It, you know that comes with internally developing your own app, um, and the and the tech stack. But I think ultimately it will pay off. Um, we're you know, and and we partner with a great POS system called Q. They're they're very much on the cutting edge, um, and you know they're new tech, right? So kiosk we've been able to test across a number of different stores. Right and 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 really see the pros and cons of operating with kiosks. One kiosk, two, three, four. Right, um, and 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 tech is, you know, we keep a very close eye on, and it's a huge part of what will get us um, to in in achieving. Um, so you talked a little bit about COVID. Um, so what was the brand's COVID experience like, and what do you think you've learned? Um, you know, as we're coming out of it now. Oh, it was a crazy, crazy experience. I think just like everybody in retail space and restaurant and F and B, and you know, I had it was COVID hit six months after I joined Cup Up, <laughs> and Cup Up was my first restaurant experience as well. And you know, when the shutdown orders came, you know, we just all had to shut down dining overnight and. Oh man, I had to see our numbers drop by over fifty percent overnight, which which was crazy. Um, and you know what we had to do is really, really play to our strengths and pivot to delivery, and uh, you know pick up as fast as we can. I think the real fortune our our brand was right in the sweet spot of delivery and pickup. The right, the food holds up very well, and and I think. Part of it was just the brand itself uh, that we're, we're very fortunate we were in that sweet spot. But, you know, we got very involved with all of our three PD um, partners very early on um, to have a very aggressive strategy of pushing our brand out in the delivery uh, and pickup space. Um, and that combined with, you know, what I discussed a little bit earlier, you know, being able to be very lean within our operations, I think, I think having a smaller, you know, footprint and lower fixed costs in general, um, was, was, was a lifesaver for us in, 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 in us being able to survive, um, that combined with kind of strong pivot to, um, three PD delivery pickup, um, our, our online orders, things like, that, uh, really allowed, allowed us to stay afloat. <laughs> Um, and, 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 and really survive. And at the end, we were able to thrive, um, kind of in that environment. So, yeah. A host of other, man, it was not easy for sure. No. Talking about pivoting, as you mentioned before, you know, you pivoted your whole career to come into the restaurant industry and, you know, what, you know, that's a leap of faith really. Um, so, you know, what, you know, why did you do that? Why did you, why did you want to take that risk? And, you know, it's been a, a number of years now, you, you think it was worth it and, and you're, you're, you think it was the, the right decision and the best decision for you? Absolutely. To that question, that's, that's a, that's an absolute yes. It's been, it's been the right decision. I've learned so much in the last three and a half years. Um, and, you know, and I also get to, I, I've been able to apply everything that I've learned 
and you know that I've learned in my previous careers. Um, so kind of the decision to Wall Street was just kind of real pretty simple for me. You know, I'd I'd spent at that point, you know, I was going seven seven to eight years um in 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 Wall Street on Wall Street and it was I just wanted to try I was just itching to try something new even if I were to come back right I I felt that man if I'm in a career for 10 years it's going to be very tough for me to move and try something else at that point right and so I had this thought I want to build something um I never thought it was actually going to be in the restaurant space <laughs> because you know coming from an investor perspective restaurant is a very very tough space to be in I'd actually, as as an investor, I never even invested in restaurants, and so restaurant was actually a very novel kind of industry for me. Um, drew me to this industry was really just the brand. If it weren't for this brand, I don't think I would have ever been involved with restaurants for 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 the rest of my life. For I, you know, for all I know, but you know, I was looking at a, a number of. Different industries at the time and obviously you know coming from you know where I was at my my natural inclination was to to go to a you know something like a a software company right there are a lot of you know fintech companies in New York and and that was my natural kind of instinct and go to and I still I started looking at a lot of these um different opportunities you know cupbop just popped on my mind one day and said oh I thought how are these guys doing um, and I got in touch with the founder, um, because I got to, you know, meet him as a customer and I started talking because I love the brand so much. Right. And what ultimately, Hey, look, we have an opportunity to be the first team ever to build a Korean inspired national QSR brand in the U S and that has never been done before. For me, wow, that is so cool. Like there, there's so many, you know, hedge fund managers, you know, finance people on Wall Street that are very successful, that make a lot of money, and 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 you can do very well there. But for me, the thought of you know having the opportunity to be that first person to ever get it done was just, and 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 with you know I'm Korean, right? And and this is my heritage, and this is this is our food. Right. And so combining, I thought, wow, I got to give. Um, so I didn't really think much. I said, you know what, if something does, I'm going to give my best. If something doesn't work out, I'm going to go back to Wall Street. But I'm going to regret if I don't try it. And so I just took that leap of faith and, and, and just. Joined. So where do you hope to be five years from now? Five years to five years from now. Um, great question. I hope to be you know, at a place where Cupbop is widely recognized across the United States. Um, I hope to be in the majority of the state within the U.S. Um, and widely recognized and more than anything, um, you know, uh, corporate stores as well as um, our, our franchise stores. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to put a specific you know, store count on it just because plans will always change. But for me, more important is that the demand for our brand continues. 
right? And that we could be at a hundred stores, we could be at five hundred, honestly. Um, you know, just depending on what kind of strategy we decide to. Take. But one thing that I will, you know, um, one thing have on mind and something that we will continue to do is make sure the come first as in we're not gonna we're not gonna sacrifice our brand for sake of both and that's one thing that i've learned really as an investor is and 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 that's most of companies make their mistakes is they growing for growth's sake and really lose their core values of what made them successful in the first place. A lot of times they start diversifying into a lot of different businesses, right? Um, or, you know, your, your revenues are growing, but is that really the right way to do it? We, we have a very long-term mindset here. Um, I'm not interested in anything else other than creating a national brand and leaving that legacy. And so whatever that takes, even if it's low and slow, we'll, we'll do it that way. Um, and so my hope is that in five years, wherever we are, we've taken this approach and, and that's gotten us to where we are in five years. Perfect. Thank you so much.